0: This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Now, on Talk Radio 1210,
1: WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. The Labor Show, with J. Doc and Krause, presented by the Law Offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Giordano.
2: Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential
1: leaders. This is a special edition of The Labor Show with J. Doc, Krause, and John Doherty.
3: And welcome in everyone to hour number two of The Labor Show, the John Doherty Hour. We are live for hour number two here on Talk Radio 1210 W P H T. Before we jump into our live conversation, I do want to uh, give a hat a hat tip to you, Jay Doc. The uh, road tour has begun for. Uh, the labor show, and you did a nice job with the brain trust uh, from DC 33. So, well done, Thank great you, job! Uh, by you, and it was a good, interesting, uh, first hour. Those um, guys are awesome, yeah, really good stuff.
4: Yeah, they're, 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 they're such a great leadership. Uh, you yeah. know, our, our president, Ernest Garrett, um, to talk about a take charge guy, and of course, Frank Calber and, and uh, Omar Salam. Uh, a great support team there and, and uh, totally about advocating for their members and uh, just fired up, man. Great! It was a, a
3: great time to be and there. And the road tour continues right back here a week from tonight, yep. next week in hour number one. Uh, Plumbers Local we're 690. to be Plumbers Local 690, so it should be another good hour next week.
4: Yeah, uh, George Pegram. Uh, who's the business manager there now, took over for John Kane, and I can't wait to uh, have his debut on on the labor show, and so we're real excited about that, and we're going to be heading out to Plumber's Local 690 to do it.
3: All right, good stuff. Time now for the John Doherty Hour. Let's welcome in our gracious host. Good guy, my good friend, friend of the show, friend of Philadelphia, uh, friend of so many people that he doesn't even know, but we welcome him in, Johnny Doc. Nice to have you in, brother. Welcome in, man. How you doing? Great guys. How you doing? Now, by the way, that was just the way you introduced it the first hour
1: and commented about the labor leaders there. Just amazing. And again, you don't, you don't understand, you know, what you, Krausey and you, Jay Doc, do for the labor movement. When I mean, Joe, your introduction of that team was just fabulous. They work real hard. It's a tough environment. Okay. Being a labor leader in a, in a big city today is a difficult environment. And uh, people say, oh, well, you know, it's easy. No, it's not easy. It's not easy being ahead head of the FOP. It's not heavy being the firefighter. It's not any of the ask-me's teamsters or any of the people who rep- represent the working-class people in the city because they're always cutting and they always start on the backs of the workers.
4: Absolutely, John. And, you know, as you know, the team at DC33, uh, they're just finishing up their, their, their first few years there. And, and they came in, and, and they came in with a lot of uh, – you know, they were all fired up that, you know, they, they wanted to set a new establishment, uh, uh, a, a new uh, role of leadership for the city. And, um, you know, they, they went right into it. There was a trial by fire because they started right off with negotiations. So there was a lot on the line. They spoke a big game and they knew they had to deliver and they did. Uh, but they're also representing the frontliners in the city of of Philadelphia without their members Okay, and I'm talking about, uh, you know, transportation, uh, parking authority, uh, you know, y- y- the nine eleven 11 operators. The whole, I operators. mean, it, literally speaking, the city doesn't run, and, and, and lives uh, are at risk. And, and so um, there's a lot, a lot on the line for their members, and these guys are fantastic leadership. I don't know, John, if you've ever had the pleasure to meet uh, Ernest Garrett, but he's an imposing figure to say the least. Uh, he's a fantastic guy, very cool guy, but he looks like somebody who could have got drafted, uh, you know, in the right, on the defensive line of the Eagles this year and be starting first year. He's um, an intimidating presence, but a smart man and uh, certainly a, a, an advocate for his members. Man, very cool guy.
1: Yeah, I tell you, again, I can't say enough. There's just so many talented labor leaders. In fact. I'm going to use that uh, for a little segue. Uh, uh, Franny McLaughlin, who, you know, is a tremendous guy. The painters, the tapers, he over, he works alongside Joe Ashdale over there. He was just someone who sent a big shout-out. He was just 60 years old yesterday. And, you know, another guy that you never hear his name. You know, you, know, you hear myself and Ryan and Gary and, you know, Jimmy Snell and all these guys. And there's a guy named Franny McLaughlin who is as good as anybody in the city representing his people. I've had the pleasure to sit down with him on multiple negotiations. I would not have been. He was my lead trustee when I was up at the Philadelphia Building Trades. Uh, He also was probably the lead negotiator along with another young, talented leader, Malik Staden. That happens to be Sam Staden Jr.'s son who's on the way up the ladder. But Tranny's birthday, I can't believe he's 60 years old. Uh, he, you know, he's he his guys are so lucky. That guy understands his industry as well as anybody. He's fabulous in the boardroom. He's fabulous on the floor. He's just a great guy for the labor community. And, you know, I, I always tease him that, you know, I mean, there's – I don't know what else is out there for him, but he should reach for him because he's that good. And then, and then the, the Glavin family, another big family, and today happens to be Deyser's birthday. So a couple of good guys, uh, you know, from up the Northeast who uh, are always present. And today's a big GOTV day, you know, and you get a shout out to uh, Brian Edison, and building trades they had their, you know, to get out the vote today. They had, you know, I don't know, three, four, five hundred kids out there throughout the day knocking on doors in the rain. You know, they understand that elections have consequences, especially for people in the labor movement, especially for people that have to go to work. Every day, just to be lower middle class.
4: Yeah, John. I mean, this is uh, that—that's—that's that's the um, bread and butter of our our labor movement, right there. Yeah, I'm, I'm mobilizing and getting out there, and and and, and um, you know, getting the vote out and, and understanding. Obviously, this Tuesday we have the uh, the primaries, and there's just so much uh, you know that 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 we do that people don't even see. But well, you know, those individuals that you're talking about. And you talk about the leadership that you, you know worked under you at the Philadelphia Building Trades, and um, you know what's amazing about them is that they never they never turn it off. So the thing about when you're a labor leader is you take it home, you wake up with it uh, when everybody else is 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 uh, resting and having dinner. You, you might be having dinner, but then you know you're going right back to work. And it's not just the job; it's a passion. It's it's who you are. And right now, especially election time, you know, guys working 18, 20 hours a day to make sure we get out to vote so we can support those who support us. So we still have jobs. And uh, again, that all comes down to leadership. And, and you've set that example for, for decades and decades in the city of Philadelphia.
1: You know, you heard me mention Ryan Boyer and he does a radio station over on oh, yeah. word. And, uh, he called me yesterday and we were talking and, uh, he told me to call into the show, and, and he asked me a question, and he said, uh, you know, what do we think we have to do different to get out the vote? And I said, the funny part about our world is that we just have to educate our members and our neighbors and our families because we always represented the people who were represented, okay? We always you know, took our people to the polls. We represented the older, you know, the elders, the the seniors. We represented, you know, the poor, the poor. And, uh, And I said that yesterday. I said, right, we basically, we don't have to worry. I mean, about fancy commercials are great. You know, they win elections, but they don't get our people out to vote. And God forbid the day that everybody that comes from the labor movement votes for the same person, we never lose an election and again you know at tuesday's election day you know hoping i don't care what party you're from i don't care what your interest i all well, i really do but 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 i i mean i would ra- i just want people to get out and vote i just want people to understand how important it is you know and there's any many five issues out there right now that you know should drive every person to the poll the obvious is you know the most recent uh conversation about, you know, right to life, Roe versus Wade, the Supreme Court, things like that. You know, that's going to continue for months, you know, especially until that opinion comes out. But there's a ton of other things, you know, not only inflation, but work and just, you know, peace of mind. You know, you need to get out there and have people represent us that think like us. And again, uh, you know, I I might have, you know, went on a little uh, rampage there, but, uh, you know, it, it just drives me insane when, you know, last election, after you took the mail-in ballots, right? it was less than 9% of the people went to the polls to vote.
2: It's
1: crazy. And, you know, it, listen, we, our world, okay, that tells me we failed in our world because, you know, our world alone, you know, would add, you know, double that issue if we got all our people out to vote.
4: Yeah, no doubt about it and 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 it, a lot of times i and, and I think sometimes when you know in in our apprentice classes that and 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 look the culture at the building trades uh especially when you're you know i went to uh, iron workers apprentice school five years and you know you you live and you learn uh very early about unionism and 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 uh politics and all those things, but I still think um the fact is is that uh you know uh, being educated and really intensely educated on how the elective process the legislative process impacts our you know impacts our our jobs uh so that you don 't get in those debates on jobs uh where where somebody 's you know promoting another candidate uh which is his or her rights but the, the but but that candidate may be against their per their, their interests in regards to to working so um you know, like you said, John, if we could get everybody on the same page, mother of God, be incredible. Mm.
3: It's the John Doherty Hour here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We're live, of course, uh, with John Doherty and J-Doc. I'm Joe Kraus. We'll get to a fir- our first commercial break. Busy show uh, as it normally is from 7 to 8 p.m. here on Saturday night. Don Jackson, Doretta Jackson, publishers of Row House Magazine, will join us on the other side of the break, and then 7.35, Steve Pettit, business manager of Insulators Local 14, will be with us. We'll get to our first commercial break. This is the John Doherty Hour, back in a moment.
0: Tonight's edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by IBEW Local 98 North, UFCW Local 1776, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, and the International Union of Painters and Allied Trades, DC21. This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with called right to work that's bad something like that comes to my desk i'll veto to it not just because i'm a democrat not just because i'm pro-labor but because i know for a fact that's not very smart
2: and
3: back here live on the John Doherty Hour here on a Saturday night as uh, we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Don't forget again, 735 Steve Pettit, business manager of Insulators Local 14 uh, will join us. We're efforting to bring into the conversation Don Jackson and Doretta Jackson, publishers uh, of Row House Magazine. Uh, excited to get them on and I know, Jay doc that uh, we were part of that retirement celebration uh, for our host, uh, John Dockerty. Um, House Magazine published a what I thought was a great article uh, titled "A Guy Named Johnny Doc," um, and part of that uh, part of that uh, article um, was just. I thought, a great celebration for a man who we call a friend and who we do a radio show with on a Saturday night. And there's so much more uh, to this man than that. Um, But really, really good stuff, so I'm looking to bring them on. John, did you like the article? Did you like the way it was written? I know you're a modest man, um, and you don't necessarily... Um, revel in, in, in headlines, which makes you just an incredible guy and an incredible person. But, right. um, you know, there was a lot of uh, praise and it was all <laughs> well-deserved, I must tell you. Um, I enjoyed reading it. Um, I enjoyed reading that article about you. I enjoyed it. Well, they're, they're good people. They, uh, they're good family
1: people. They're good South Philly family Uh, you know, their article, I, you know, I really appreciate that. And, again, sounds crazy. You know, I've I've been lucky enough in my life to have, you know, the honor of because of, you know, the people I represented and the way they supported me, I've had many opportunities to, you know, you know, get decent press and uh, little awards, you know, representing them as their business manager. So this was a little different. You know, the girls, when they first came around, the article, they'll probably talk about it. They were looking for me and they happened to stop in the pub in Second of Mifflin and and uh, you know, Mikey Neal and Brian Burroughs had that place and it had my name on it. And uh so they were you know, a lot of people in the beginning stages would stop around just to see it and, and then also catch up with you. So, you know, somebody called me and said, Hey, there's a couple of girls here that wanna to talk to you and they're from the neighborhood and they got a little business they're entering into and I said, Okay, I'll be right around. If I'm not mistaken, I, I, I think I I was playing in, in some basketball tournament and you know and at the time I wasn't too young a kid either so I come walking in and you know they said hey we got a magazine and I thought they just wanted an ad and then you know they wanted you know they, they get to the, you know make sure that we supported it and they understood what we did they, they had a great understanding of South Philly they knew some of the things that we had done for EOM you know we had we built the baseball field there and we kept the place alive for many years and, you know, our good friend, Ed McBride, we you know, we helped, you know, name the place after Ed and, you know, things like that. And, and I going to tell you that this, these two were fabulous. They asked for a little help. And one day uh, they had this magazine that, you know, had great pictures of the past, had great stories and really, you know, touched the culture of South Philly. And, so they asked, could we, you know, help them get some of the books out? And, you know, and of course the kids down there are great. And I thought it was a great opportunity. And I think if I'm not mistaken, we put a couple of trucks together and we took all their initial copies and got them out everywhere. And, uh, you know, we had friends in the bar business. We had friends in the union movement. We had friends in, you know, a lot of the churches and synagogues and, you know, and, you know, we just did what we had to do. And, and, you know, many years later, they're still here. They do a fabulous job. And, uh, I can't thank them enough. I was overwhelmed by, you know, the retirement celebration and uh, the fact that they, they had their photo booth there just added a little pizzazz to it. You put on one side of, you know, uh, Joe Volpe's great establishment, they had them and taking pictures. Like it was something big event, like it was like uh, the Academy Awards or something. And, And on the other side, you had you guys, you know, with, uh, you know, the best and the brightest that we have to offer in the labor movement, uh, sitting there and talking about all the things. And it, it was overwhelming with the number of people. And, you know, and, and again, everybody who was there says the same thing. God, it was a good time. It was all good people. There wasn't one negative bone, you know, one negative comment and the whole evening it was just a lot of fun.
4: I mean, and it was incredible. And- <laughs> it, it, it 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 was one of the. Most awesome events I can ever rem- remember being at, and by the way, V is a—I mean—a top shelf place of epic proportions, man. I mean, it—you it, uh, know—it was the who's who, but it was really in the great cross section of the who's who in the community, and obviously politics, in labor, um, really just in, 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 in so many different walks of life, and uh, and and uh, we were just proud to be there, Joe. I mean, we we were mixing and matching on the radio show like there was no tomorrow but you know there was only one guy we couldn't get on there there was only one guy and he did because every time we went to get him everybody was pulling him in 65 different directions got any hints on that one John? Yeah <laughs> I
1: tried to get over there I tried to get over there I just want to uh, let you know the, the, I let's let's talk to them but I, they have done such a good job and mm-hmm. you know it doesn't matter it could be Pashonk Avenue it could be something that you know, St. Monica could be something at the reserves. It could be something at the, you know, we like to call it the lakes, you know, which by the way just had a groundbreaking for a massive, okay, massive redo. And they're there. And they, and in our world, that's just what people want. You know, they do a great job. So why don't you bring them in, Joe?
3: Yeah, we're efforting to get them on right now, Uh, John, Don Jackson, Doretta Jackson, publishers of Row House Magazine, uh, Sean producing back inside the studios, working to get them connected and get them uh, into uh, the conversation, so stand by for that while uh, we work through that. I did want to mention quickly, um, while we have some breathing time here, and hopefully we'll be able to execute this, um, our very first guest of the night... uh, at that event at V, when we sat down, um, was George Pacqueto, mm-hmm. um who joined the show. And my relationship started with George, on an introduction uh, through John from John. Um, so it was nice to have uh, George Pacqueto, um sing uh, and 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 talk. Um, and share some incredible stories about you, John. Um, and you fast forward, and of course, jo- jo- you know, George um, made his run for the U.S. Senate, uh, you know, recently. And it's it really was a cool dynamic for me to listen to George. Now, I have a personal relationship with him because of you. Um, but to step outside the box and listen to him... Um, talk about some of the many great things that you've done um, were really, really incredible.
4: Uh, uh, yeah, I agree with that, John. And I would say this, you, you, George Paquetto was very impressive. Um, and, and he did have a lot of great things to say about, uh, about John Dockert. He was a fantastic, yeah. by the way, Mike Driscoll, Mike Driscoll was, I mean, there were so many we could literally, but we, we were mixing and matching as, as, as uh, we, we went together. Ryan Boyer, of course, um, and uh, and and just it was a beautiful thing, and the things that were said. And I know that uh, John, um, you know, you've you know, you hear these things a lot, but you, you know these people. You know, when you heard Mike Driscoll talk, you know, talk about the lot he's impacted. We were talking about it, and him saying nowhere near as many lives as John Doherty has impacted. And you know, you have you know, you have individuals uh, like a Mike Driscoll, obviously like a George Braketto. Uh, we even had mike Farah, a uh, long time uh business manager vp it, mike actually mike is uh you know and so you know we just had a, it was a great crew john and that was a night um that was a night from the you know for the ages and one that um i find you know be very difficult to ever match that electricity in the room uh, you know it was like
1: well let's 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 move on from me and talk about the people that you know spoke there you talk about Pacetto he not only, okay, he's, he, when you talk about prominent Philadelphia attorneys, okay, because he is omnipresent, because he's on a lot of high-profile issues, he probably doesn't get as much credit for his, you know, legal acumen as he should. I had him as an attorney. I never had an issue when he was an attorney, okay? He, was, he, he did a great job. You know, it just most recently, you know, you're talking about Donna Dor- and the that the uh, you know i mean he he was the key guy at when there was you know no matter what side you're on i mean he saved the the Christopher Columbus statue yep. i mean you know and he did it he's involved in so many different things and it's a shame he didn't have more finances or he could have really hit the senate runner a go because he's not afraid he's a tough guy but he's a good guy and i mean he's uh but when I was at the variety club, you know, we had an office right next door to George's office. There wasn't one time that I needed something that you couldn't walk in and talk to George for charity. You know, and George has a tremendous story to tell. I mean, he, you know, he, he started out in an orphanage. Yep. And Amazing. he never got it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a, and, and like I said, he's, you know, he's the boxing commissioner for I mean, he's just, he's just a good guy. And And again, you know, depending on what issue, He's a guy that, you know, once the issue's over, it's done. You know, it's funny. I, I had I had Celia up today, and we left food shopping, and it was raining. So there wasn't a whole lot you could do. You know, so we, you know, get her around with the wheelchair and the van and everything. We stopped up, you know, and we bumped into a—Danny a, a, and Michael had it. Now, people probably don't remember Danny, and he's probably one of the, you know, worst political mistakes I ever made. Okay, Danny was a pretty good councilman, but we wanted to get somebody from the labor movement elected. Okay, so we ran against Danny, and we won, okay? And it was funny, and Dan came over today, and of course, you know, uh, you know, he wanted to see how Sealy was doing, and it was funny because, you know, for about a three-year period, Danny and myself were going at it pretty good. And But he, again, he's just another guy like you with Machado that uh, we were on opposite sides of the fence, and he joked, he said to me, I yeah. said, we had our differences, I said... I said to Danny I said Danny think about it man it was 25 years ago you know and but Philadelphia is a great place we have great people and that night you a lot of these people out of the woodwork you know and again we stopped out say you know goodbye to me or, or whatever it was but but in the big time they were there because they're all part of all the successes I didn't look you know, the locals has done fabulous. It's probably the number one, financially, business-wise, it's the number one local in the IBW everywhere. And I've said it a few times. It would not have been done without, you know, the, the ability to, you know, run against the Dan Macklehead and then still do business well. It wouldn't have got done without having a Georgia channel. It wouldn't have got done without the two girls and magazine. Okay, it wouldn't have got done without the other... 500 people that were there that night on the one side of the room and the other couple hundred on the other side. There's so many people were there. There were people that were running for mayor. There were people running for, nobody was there. Okay. Giving their cards out. They were all part of what we do in Philly. And that's why, like I said, one of the things that, you know, uh, uh I wish and I hope, and you know, I look at, you know, the Ryan boyers of the world. by how Ryan this, you know, I never really, it sounds crazy, you know, I never really wanted to play with the big guys. I really liked, you know, I liked the fact that there was very few restaurants in the city where I didn't know the name of every, you know, waiter or waitress, you know, there were very few places, you know, AOHs and charities and boys clubs and coach drives and Joe Krause's and people that I didn't know, I didn't get to know really well, you know, what we need, and we need, like I said, the Jimmy Snells have the ability to go national.
0: My employer has the ability to go national,
1: you know, and, and, and we got people, you got Georgie Pegram's going to do something. I told Georgie the other day, I, I, in my first six weeks, and I've had great relationships with John Kennedy he was a senator, Ed Keenan's legendary, but in the first uh, six weeks of George's uh, tenure as a business manager, he was all over me about making sure that the plumbers were included in everything. Okay. And again, that's the good part. And look, you haven't had, you've had Mark Lynch on the phone. I mean, how'd you like to wake up and be Mark Lynch one day? Your world changes overnight and for a good way. Right. I mean, he's been, he he was at the IBW convention. Okay. He's, he was talking to the vice president of the United States. He's trying to, you know, do things respectfully, you know, because I'm still like pretty close, but, but he's still trying to, you know, get out there and let people know. He's the boss. He's another young labor leader. Who grew up in Cardinal Doctorate, played sports, you know, comes from a family where he learned about the industry at the kitchen table. We need people like Mark. We need yep. Ryan. We need Jerry Snow. We need Gary Mersina. Stevie Pettit is, you know, a little bit older. and We're going to talk about him in a little bit. You know, I, I want to tell you, Stevie Pettit was a great athlete at Roman Catholic.
4: Where Big where time was that John? Out. Where was wait. he? <laughs> where where
3: where, where was right after wait wait wait, wait, wait wait wait! I, I'm the, gun. The, the, I uh, the gun. I jumped the gun. Wait a minute! The producer in my Sean, who's producing back in the studio, is in my ear. Krause, get the break. Don't go right to now. break right. Get the Don't break right now. Don't give J-Doc a chance. Ha to ha ha ha! Uh, and uh, um, hey. b- b- by the way, um, we're going to move past the. Um, we'll get him on a re rack on a reschedule. Um, uh, Dawn and Doretta, we were unable to connect and get them into the uh, show. So, but I do want to uh, point out uh, the publishers of Row, Row House Magazine. You can see the article uh, online.
4: It's a print and, magazine too. Yeah, Very
3: cool. And, yeah, it's cool. And we'll effort to get them on and get them re-racked and re um, and rescheduled. Steve Pettit is. It's a, great, it's, a, um, it's a great
1: magazine, by the way. It's a great magazine. Uh, white, white let's hold on, on now Sean's telling now, me we, we, we,
3: alright well let's do this Let's do this. Um, I'm getting word from Sean that we do have them on hold now so let's do this first Sean let's go to a short break let's do a two minute break we'll come back on the other side we'll do five minutes with Don and <laughs> Durette, and then we'll bring Steve Pettit in and wrap up the show this is the John Doherty Hour back in a moment this edition
0: of the Labor Show is sponsored in part by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Laborers District Council, Steam Fitters Local 420, and the International Union of Operating Engineers Local 542.
4: We're going to try to work with Republicans in a bipartisan way to find solutions to what really is
0: not working.
3: And back here live on the John Doherty Hour here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We're going to kind of do a little bit of uh, rapid fire, uh, John, just so we can um – bring Don Jackson and Doretta Jackson, publishers of Row House Magazine. We're going to bring them into the show now. And then sitting on deck, Steve Pettit, business manager of Insulators Local 14. Steve will join us uh, shortly, but before we bring Steve in uh, to the conversation, now we can say hello uh, to Don Jackson, Doretta Jackson, joining us here on the John Doherty Hour. Don, Doretta, a good Saturday night to you.
2: Hello.
4: Happy Saturday. Well, it's great, great to have you on the broadcast. Rave reviews uh, for Row House Magazine. Um, I, I, I'm going to take a shot at this one, but uh, Dawn, uh, tell us yes. uh, if you will, uh, a little bit about Row House Magazine and the article with John Do- about John Doherty. No,
2: well, we're Row Home Magazine, and we love John Doherty. and I'm Dawn Rose. <laughs> well, you're.
4: Yeah, listen, you're in good company but that's there. That's
2: all good. I <laughs> yeah, yes, I am. I, I, and we I, were t- very happy to do that with John. We we enjoy him, and he has been just our
1: and grace
2: since we started <laughs> this magazine. John Docherty.
1: We hey t- hey girls, do me a favor. Well, thank you yeah. for being on, but tell everybody your magazine is a great magazine. It's real. You don't have to buy any of your magazine. You don't have to do anything, which your stuff is great. Why don't you do me a favor? Tell people how they can visit get a peek at it, also tell them how they can market in it, tell them if they need copies, where to go, where we can get them copies, and uh, it's it's just a fabulous, you know, it couldn't be titled anything better. Row Home Magazine, that's what it is. It makes people who grew up either in row homes as kids, who are still living in them, like people like myself, want to read the magazine because it talks about the neighborhood like you won't believe. It's just every little detail, every restaurant, everything that's going on, I mean, it's great. And the pictures, especially from yesteryear, are Fabulous! Everybody has them, and everybody wants to, you know, exchange them, but they don't have an out, an outlet to do it. Rojo magazine does it. Come on, tell us how how you can get the magazine. Tell us how you can advertise, and the pictures are great. Your pictures are fabulous. You know the ad you put together for local ninety eight. You know with that with the uh, bridge and at night with lighting it up it was fabulous.
4: You guys did everything. You did a great job. You're good, really good at what you do. So how do you how do you, um, you. Order, how would you order the magazine?
2: Uh, you can go to com and you can subscribe right online. We do go online. We have an electronic issue, but we are a quarterly magazine with a printed copy, and it's delivered right to your home. So if you subscribe, you're okay for for, uh, for the entire uh, year. And, John, we just want to say thank you for being a friend. You were one of our first friends before we even know knew who you were. And that uh, article in this issue of Row Home Magazine is dedicated to you because what a gentleman you were. We were two, young, two girls who just decided to do something positive for our neighborhood. We wanted everyone to look at Philadelphia and appreciate it for what it is. And uh, we needed a way to get the issue out into the Pennsport area and the Riverfront area. And um, someone said, you need to go see a guy named Johnny Doc." And that's what we did, and that's, that's we we walked into a Doc's Union pub one day on a Saturday and asked for John Doherty, and he came in. And not only did he help us distribute to the neighborhood, he actually helped us pick up the magazines when we were driving our own forklifts to deliver that's them. And true. John sent a truck. <laughs> he sent a couple of friends from his neighborhood who we never met. We never met John. And he helped us distribute those early editions of Row Home, and we owe a lot of our success to that gesture of kindness, and we will never forget it. And we want well, to say thank you publicly. Well, I yes, am so so God, we do.
3: I'm, I'm, so, I'm so glad that... Um, Sean was able to get connected with you and you were able to uh, get on to the show. Don Jackson, Doretta Jackson, publishers of Row Home uh, Magazine. Um, We only have about 45 seconds before I I say goodbye to you tonight on the John Doherty Hour. Um, But when you think now about that moment um, when this man you didn't know um, helped you out and now you fast forward to the success that you're experiencing. And I say this from my own experience. It's a pretty amazing feeling, isn't it? It's,
2: it's, it's beyond unbelievable. unbelievable. And it's just a testament to a kind gesture from someone you don't know. How can that, that can make or break your entire career? And John, you helped us. And we didn't know you. You didn't know us from a can of pink and you did it, and you helped us, and we will always appreciate that.
1: Yes, we will. You guys, you your girls are great, and, you know, thank God you wandered down 2nd Street that day, and your magazine's <laughs> great, and I, and I, you know, I mean, it's, uh,
0: you
1: know, you have relationships with people, I think Mikey and Neil might have been one of them guys delivering the magazines, and now you and Mikey, and, and all the guys, Dave and all them, have become old personal friends. I mean, it's just South Philly, you know, and it, again, it's a it's a working-class
2: world we live in, and you guys, you know, market it well for us. Well, done, Thank you. We Thank We're you very proud for everything you do.
3: Good stuff. That is uh, Don Jackson, Doretta Jackson, publishers of Row Home Magazine with a grand appearance on the John Doherty Hour here on a Saturday night. Ladies, thank you so much for getting on. Appreciate it. Um, I know we were delayed getting you into the broadcast, but we appreciate you joining us here live on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Now, Steve Pettit, business manager of Insulators Local 14, is going to join us. Sean, here's what I'd like to do. Um, Let's fire a 60-second commercial. We'll take a short 60-second break We'll come right back to the John Doherty Hour uh, with our listening audience, and we'll bring Steve Pettit into the conversation. Back in a moment.
0: Tonight's edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by Ironworkers Local 401, Boilermakers Local 13, Plumbers Local 690, Roovers Local 30, and IBEW Local 98. Choose a Local 98 contractor.
3: Back here on the John Doherty Hour here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. I'll transition right to John to finish the story that JDoc so abruptly interrupted in terms of John setting the table and an introduction for Steve Pettit, uh, business manager of Insulator Here World we go, 14, Steve. Uh, joining us. Uh, John, as you were saying, you were talking about Steve being a great athlete, and then JDoc jumped into right. uh, the mix, and I couldn't hear the. F- so let me ask you to pick it up there. and we'll bring steve into the conversation
1: <laughs> yeah listen i will i first
3: of all he's he's a great friend of mine and a great friend of my wife
1: i mean he's just a fabulous guy too and, and again that's it's why the building trades you know are, are have the best building trades in america it, it's because of people like stevie Pettit, who take no doesn't take any bows, doesn't want the limelight all he does is his job but stevie's a great athlete roman catholic and uh you know, there's a couple of good stories. Number one, he was a great football player and actually got a, you know, I think Purdue, I think, or Northwestern, he had a full ride to go play as a receiver, as a small, smaller receiver. But there's a story, and we should get him to tell you, you know, uh, I think he was the sixth man, his young kid, and Roman was playing either, you know, West Philly or one of the teams that used to be on the city championship. And uh, as the story goes, you know, Speedy looked down a bench, put Stevie in, and he lit the place up, and, uh you know, he, he, I don't know if they won that game or not, but he made it very competitive. But, you know, and I mean, there's a big history with him. But I will tell you, during the refinery closings and the refinery fires, we had rallies and meetings. And this is something that always sits well with me because Stevie is, they were, I remember this one day, we're outside City Hall, big rally. Jimmy Snell's MC, and then all the big heavy hitters are there and the Pat Eidings, back sees everybody. When they announced Stevie, or Steve Pennant, they announced him. the The applause and the roar from his own members was as loud as anyone. And he has, that's consistent. His members really appreciate what he does. For them. And again, he, he doesn't have the biggest membership. He doesn't have, he doesn't, you know, personally, you know, die for the limelight. And but he's got a great respect factor, and you know, when he goes, you know that you know his union goes with him. And again, that's you know, that's just the makeup. on. again, this
4: radio show is made for people like Steve. Petter. Steve, welcome to the broadcast, brother. What's up, Joey? So, hey, you know what's, uh, up? what's up, John?
1: What's up, buddy? Tell us that story about when Speedy put you in. Who were you playing? What's uh, <laughs> up? No, we, were, we actually were playing Overbook. They were. 33-0. <laughs> they were the number one Tell team in the you, John. Yeah, and well, what'd you do? I think I shot for 11, John. <laughs> Get
2: the hell out
4: of here. You're <laughs> <little point> <laughs> <up>. <laughs> He's way too modest, John. You, you should know that. But, you know, uh, Steve... Let me just say this, and, and uh, you know, one, yeah. uh, John mentioned obviously you know the PES refinery, and, and we got an election coming up. Obviously, the primaries on Tuesday, and we saw what happened mm. in the PES refinery that uh, that that uh, certainly impacted your local, correct?
1: Uh, Joe, it, 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 we're still we're still we still, still we're still trying to recover from it, Joe. Yeah, it, it I, was that refinery was good to have local fourteen for a hundred some years.
4: And, and the oh. thing is, and by the way, right now with the Labor and Energy Show, Krause and I are—that's a, that's a big topic uh, about uh, those type of situations. One unit goes down out of thirty-three, and they close the refinery. Uh, the, the the energy cancel culture. We're we're doing everything we can to make sure that doesn't happen again. But Steve, uh, elections are coming up right now, and this is where we, uh, you know, we we elect those who 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 support who we are. And we got to make sure that doesn't happen again, Uh, uh, and 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 we don't forget what happened to us, Steve.
1: Yeah, Joe. It's uh, well, in my household, I actually have four kids, and they they all know that we don't vote for anybody to get (laughs) pipelines,
4: right. And I'll tell you right. And by the way, right now, Steve, what's ironic is we're dealing with that uh, is obviously the situation in the Ukraine with Russia and all that. And we gave up, you know, we we, we just got our energy independence and we should none of us should be voting against anybody who's against pipelines. Because right now, over in the Ukraine, we're seeing what can happen. It's no longer a hypothetical, my brother.
1: Oh, yeah, Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, Russia could attack us and we would have to go buy oil somewhere.
4: I mean, it's, it's it, 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 exactly. It's ridiculous. Um, t- what do you think about the future there, Steve? I mean, obviously the, you know, things are seeming, the conversation is turning around a little bit, uh, obviously because of what's going on over there and we can no longer just shut ourselves, shoot ourselves in the foot. What do you think of the future and what, what the administration's doing in regards to changing a little bit of the narrative?
1: Well, the, the administration we have now is—he's definitely pro, pro energy. So I, I would think somewhere in the future, there's there's going to be a, ma- a major project, whether it's on this side of the Delaware or down in Logan Township in New Jersey. There has to be a major project where we can get energy up here in the Northeast again.
4: Well, we're we're also talking, uh, you know, about. Um you know, you we know, not not just not just refineries, but um, you know, we're, we're we're lobbying for a lot of uh, different types of energy up here. We're we're, we're looking at the ports right now. Um, it. you, you're reading the articles, which you haven't seen in the paper in a long time, where Philadelphia ports dormant, and yet you know the you know the Ukraine and our friends are getting starved out over there, and we can't do anything about it. We got, we're, the, the, you know, the, the rumblings are starting to start up again that that um, we're going to be able to start doing some exporting. Doc,
2: yeah, Steve, I'll, I'll jump know. in
1: here. I'll just say that Steve that, that Stevie knows. You know, right now there's uh, there's nuclear power. You know, is is uh, replacing coal in a lot of locations, and but people don't know enough about it. It seems very complicated. Hydrogen is the latest liquid natural gas is, is the big conversation right now. And we have tons of it around here. We have the ability to, to send it. What we did at Marcus Hook was amazing. Steve was a big part of that. You know, we took a contractor that really never had a union relationship, and he told us it was the best project he ever did. We lost no time. We had no accidents after multi-years. I mean, think about that. We had a job that where I think we had like three minor things. One was a wedding band got pulled on a guy's hand, another was he got hit by one guy you know, got bumped by a golf cart that was transporting material. I mean, no significant energy. I mean, uh, injuries on a major energy hub. We do it great. We got we got the resources. This is a region. I know Jimmy Snell and I, Richie Laser in this last week and John Bland and Steve Pettit have kept the issue. And when I was at the building trades, anybody who wanted to come and talk to us, you know, had to be sensitive to energy. And you'd be shocked. I'm not going to put any of the people on the spot. But I had very few people who did not tell me that they understood our issue with energy and they would try to work with us. You know, but it's become so extreme that, you know, I mean, uh, you know, if if you, if you like gas, you think that, you know, your house is going to, you know, get wiped out by a flood of climate change, you know, tomorrow, but it's not the case. And Stevie's done a great job again there. He's very quiet. He comes from a local that's had some significant, significant leaders, you know, is is probably as, you know, well-recognized as anybody, but there were people like Marty Jackson, who was a good friend and, and Stevie's has been as effective. Okay has anybody that's ever had that job and again he, and he's a he's a big component of the building trades and he's one of the people inside the building trades who keeps you level he i mean if he doesn't if he doesn't like something you're doing he lets you know and, but again he doesn't let any stupid politics get in it's one of the reasons why i always tell people any meetings where i ever want to go i want to see you there
3: steve pettit business manager of insulators local 14 joining us here on the John Doherty Hour. Steve, thank you so much, man, for uh, jumping on uh, tonight. I know it was a little bit of chaos getting you on, but uh, I'm, I'm super excited to get you on. I know j was excited to get you uh, onto, yeah. the, uh, onto the show tonight. I appreciate it very much, sir. Okay, thank you very much.
4: Thank you, Steve.
0: All tell right, John.
3: Good.
0: John, tell Celia I said hi. <laughs>
1: Yeah, how about how that Yeah, well, he
3: just he's he's a good friend of Celia. He, he he he's always checking
2: in on her. By the way, you know that game against Overbrook National? Yeah, he came in and lit it up. Yeah, he did. He, and he, he also did. Had, yeah, he didn't a, really.
3: So as, as so uh, so as we end the show, he didn't really go over eleven. No, right? of course <laughs> not. <laughs>
2: uh,
3: he's that, that's going to do it for this edition of the John Doherty Hour live here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. On behalf of J. doc on behalf of Steve Pettit, on behalf of Dawn and Direct from Row Home Magazine, and of course, our gracious host, John Doherty. I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody.
0: This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management.